Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever missed these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, all pushed together as one word. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it pops through the conference code, put in 910022 to join us live. And we would be delighted to have you joining us. As I said before, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I compete with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise going back more than four decades because I had grandparents that did not have the best of health, and I didn't want to be traveling down the same health-challenging paths that they uh, they were being challenged with. So I've done many things over the... Excuse me. Many things over the years to um, offset what those challenges are. So that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is your one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, 30, uh, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements, 15 to 20 minutes for a meal is best. But if you're not able to do that, my personal experience has been take them with your meals It'll still work. I would say about 35 to 48% of the time I had to take them with with my meals because I did not know when my meals were going to be because I have a very crazy schedule. Uh, If you're taking those supplements, well, then you need to make sure that you're getting seven-plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which are your proteins, your fibers, your um, fats, your carbs, your sugars, all of those what we call big chunks. Then your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals, which are also in the fruits and vegetables. And the last thing that is, that is in fruits and vegetables is fiber. And fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. <laughs> and for good digestive health, guys need 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber daily to keep our system moving things through and in good working order. Then if you're getting all that fiber, well, you'll want to get up and move because exercise is the next thing on our list. Moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, minimum of 30 minutes on those five days. You can definitely do more, but that is kind of your baseline bottom um, starting point. You can do it in a 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, or three 10-minute chunks, whatever works into your lifestyle. But getting up and moving is really important, and it could be whatever you want it to be. It could be fast and furious house cleaning. It could be swimming, dancing, riding bikes, snowshoeing, you choose what the activity is and um, make it work for your lifestyle. 
Well, if you're working out, you are going to want to take a look at your hydration level. And to start out, baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start out at 50 ounces of water daily. If you're exercising moderately to heavily, you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture when you're working out. And if you're working out really hard, you could actually be using up to a quart in an hour. So stopping and drinking water about every 15 minutes is highly encouraged to keep you hydrated. Many times if you think you're hungry, it really is dehydration already starting to set in, so it's really important to stay hydrated. And the other thing that all of my studies and stuff over the last 14 years has shown is seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night is really important. It does a multitude of sleep things while you're sleeping. You are repairing muscles and tissues, storing memories, both muscle memories and brain memories. You are clearing out toxins. You're setting your brain up for making good decisions the next day. It just does a multitude of different things, and that's just a few of them. So with that being said, I'm always looking for additional information to share with you that will help support our TR90 lifestyles. And today I'm actually sharing some information that is coming from a book that's called Eat to Live by Joel Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-M-D. And I was sharing with you yesterday about um, this fish prevent heart disease. Well, we're going to finish that up, and we're going to probably get into extracted oils. So higher levels of mercury are found in mothers who eat more fish and have been, that have been associated with birth defects, seizures, and mental retardation. And I will review again what the highest fish and the lowest fish that have mercury in them are. Um, so let's see, birth defects, seizures, mental retardation, developmental disabilities, and cerebral palsy or otherwise known as CP. This is mostly the result of women having eaten fish when they were pregnant. Scientists believe that fetuses are much more sensitive to the mercury exposure than are adults. Although adults do suffer from varying degrees of brain damage from fish, fish consumption, even the FDA, which normally ignores reports on the dangers of our dangerous food practices, acknowledges <clears throat> that large fish, such as shark and swordfish, are potentially dangerous. Researchers are also concerned about other toxins concentrated in fish that can cause brain damage way before the cancer caused by chemicals carrying, the chemical carrying fish appear. Fish may also lower the effectiveness of our immune system. Those on the high fish diets have lower blood markers of immune system functions, representing a lower defense against the infection and cancer. Another problem with fish is that fish oils inhibit blood clotting. They increase the likelihood that the delicate vessels in the brain can bleed, causing a hemorrhage stroke, a hemorrhagic stroke. And at the same time, fish reduces the risk of heart attacks. It may be increasing the risk of, bleeding, of a bleeding problem. 
Regular fish consumption or fish oil supplements should be avoided if the person has a family history or is at risk of hemorrhagic stroke or other bleeding disorders. The bottom line is choose fish over other animal products, but be aware that the place where it was caught and the type of fish matter. Don't accept recreational fish from questionable waters. Never eat high mercury content fish and don't eat fish more than twice a week. If you have a family history of hemorrhagic stroke, limit it further to only once a month. So those fish that are the highest in mercury levels are going to be your tilefish, swordfish, mackerel, and shark. Those with the lowest mercury levels tend to be salmon, flounder, sole, tilapia, trout, and cod. So, extracted oils. One with customer. Americans consume large quantities of oil, a refined food processed at high temperatures, when oils are subject to heat, the chemical structure of the essential fatty acids is changed to create toxic derivatives known as lipid peroxides and other toxic and potentially cancer-causing byproducts. Clearly, it is best to avoid fried foods and heated oils, not only because they will destroy your chances to achieve a normal weight, but also they are potentially cancer-causing. Get your fats as natural packaged as nature packaged them. It is best to consume the small amount of fats we need in, our, in their original, unprocessed, unheated, and natural packages. In other words, whole foods. Ground flax seeds are healthier than flaxseed oil as they contain valuable fiber, lignans, and other phytonutrients not just the omega-3 fat. Raw sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, corn, and avocados are healthy, but their extracted oils may not be. Even cold-pressed oils are subject to the damaging effects of heat and contain lipid peroxides. So I generally, and this is Dr. Pratt saying that, I generally, I usually recommend that my patients that instead of consuming the oils, that they consume a teaspoon of ground flax seeds daily or some walnuts to ensure the adequate omega-3 intake. Reminder, uh, remember that you, when you extract the oil from a whole food that it was packaged in, you remove it from its antioxidant and phytochemical-rich protective environment. You turn a moderate nutrient to calorie food into a low nutrient calorie food and at the same time damage the quality of the fat with the heat. <laughs> Romaine, lettuce, kale, collards, and Swiss chard are rich in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals. Vegetable protein and essential fats. Another reason I consider leafy green vegetables the king of all foods. Your diet should not be fat-free. Indeed, it would be nearly impossible to make this diet fat-deficient because even green vegetables and beans contain beneficial fats. The focus should be on reducing or removing the harmful and processed fats and instead consuming the healthy fats that are naturally 
contained in whole food, all natural foods. Non-processed fats contained in avocados, sunflower seeds, and almonds, to name just a few sources, can be healthy additions to a wholesome diet of natural foods. Even though these foods have lots of calories, they pack a significant nutritive punch. They are rich in vitamin E and other antioxidants and are not nutrient depleted the way the oil is when it is extracted and processed and put in a bottle. Be aware, however, that unless you are physically very active and slim, you should watch the amount of these relatively fat-rich plant products as they obviously could interfere with reaching your ideal weight. If you are slim and exercise regularly, you can consume three or four ounces of raw nuts or seeds daily, an avocado or a little olive oil. Growing children or an individual who is having difficulty gaining weight can eat a little more dietary fat, but it is still should mostly be fat from the wholesome foods described above. When you are overweight, you have a good store of fat on your body, so you don't need to worry about not ingesting enough fat. You are not going to become fat deficient, even if your diet is low in fat. As you lose weight, you will actually be on a high-fat diet, as you will be utilizing the fat that you have around your midsection for energy. The only concern is to maintain a healthier ratio between the omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids, so I advise ingesting one tablespoon of ground flaxseed every single day, if possible. Many like to sprinkle it over fruit or add it to a salad. And I think I'm going to stop there for today. Tomorrow we'll have Frank up on Thursday. Is there an increased risk of stroke from low-fat diets is what I will be jumping into. So hopefully you will have found that a benefit. This is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out on January 9th. 2024. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Life, one of our leaders will be sharing some information about how to build a new skin business and to qualify for that trip to Whistler in September. Hope you have a great day and stay safe out there. And if you want to share any thoughts or comments, you can do that now. Or if you're one of my shy people, you can definitely send me a text to 503-502-4863. Let me know you're part of the TR90 group so it doesn't get put into the spam section of my phone. <coughs> and since there does not seem to be any comments, I'm going to let everybody go. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow and Thursday.